Good morning, this is Sean Emsley from Loaded Philippi Live, and we're coming to you today on uh, Monday for our next class, Loaded Philippi Live. We'll be looking at Philippians chapter 4, verses 10 through 18 today, as we're looking, to, as we're going to be working toward the conclusion of Paul's letter to Philippi, and uh, more than likely we'll, we'll be uh, concluding the book tomorrow. So we've done about 25 sessions so far on Philippians. And uh, we will be concluding Paul's letter to Philippi over the next couple days. So we will get, be getting started soon. And started here. Small technical difficulties, but we'll be getting started soon. So, uh, four. get started now. Uh, welcome to Letter to Philippi Live. This is Sean Emsley and uh, today we will be looking at uh, at uh, Philippians chapter 4 verses 10 through 18 and um, because of various technical difficulties we'll be exclusively streaming on uh, on uh, Instagram Live today. So for those of you on Instagram Live you'll, you're going to get the live broadcast and we'll be uh, doing it on the other other platforms later today. All right, so welcome. This is my name is Sean Emsley. I'm your uh, host for the Letter to Philippi live broadcast, a daily study in Paul's letter to, to Philippi, and uh, we're now in the fourth chapter of the of the book, and Paul's giving his final words to the people of Philippi. So let us uh, move this over here, and we can uh, get started. So this section I'm, I've entitled Love and Thankfulness for the Philippians. As we've talked about throughout our study, Paul has been focused on his love for the Philippians, for the deep love and affection that he had for them, built on their love for him, their giving to him in his, in his work, for the, them, them supplying his financial needs, but also sending people like Epaphroditus to be with him in prison, and to care for him in prison, and their responsiveness to his message about the Messiah, and their willingness to share the Messiah in, in Philippi, built a strong bond between Paul and the Philippians. And he's sharing about this here with them again as he concludes his letter. And we read, In union with the Lord I greatly rejoice, but now after this long time you have let your concern for me express itself again. Of course, you were concerned for me all along, but you have no opportunity to express it. 
Not that I'm saying this to call attention to any need of mine. Since as, I've, as far as I'm concerned, I have learned to be content regardless of circumstances. I know that I know what it is to be in want, and I know what it is to do to not have to not to have not to have more than enough. Let me read that again. I know what it is to be in want, and I know what it is to have more than enough. In everything and in every way, I have learned the secret of being full and being hungry, of having abundance and being in need. Let me move one of the cameras here. My Facebook camera out of the way, we can just put our, we can talk directly through to you here on the Instagram camera. So I had some kind of trouble, trouble reading through there, so I'll, I'll read that again so as we get started here. In union with the Lord, I greatly rejoice that now after this long time, you have learned, let your concern for me express itself. Of course, you were concerned for me all along, but you had no opportunity to express it. Not that I am saying this to call attention to any need that I have. Since as far as I'm concerned, I've learned to be content regardless of circumstances. I know what it is to be in want, and I know what it is to have more than enough. In everything and in every way, I've learned the secret of being full and being hungry, of having abundance and being in need. So Paul here is sharing his deep love for the people of Philippi. The Philippians meant so much to them because of the response to the good news that he gave to them. And they're, they're spreading it throughout their community and living as examples that he wanted them to be. So Paul, Paul is sharing here as he concludes his letter, his deep love for them grounded in their working together for the good news of the Messiah. These verses show the deep mutual love that Paul shared with the Philippians. As we as we have seen throughout throughout the time, they they, they shared in the bringing of the good news for him and cared for him as their shepherd from prison. They showed their love and financial giving and sending Epaphroditus, a member of the Philippian community, to be with Paul in prison. Paul teaches them a, a powerful lesson of living and being content in all circumstances in this section here. He clarifies that he is not needing or requesting anything else from the Philippians. Paul is sharing that he has learned to be content in his life, whether he has little or nothing, or whether he has an abundance. He is content. He knows that that God will provide for his needs, that that as long as he is faithful, he knows that the faithfulness of God is there for him and that he would be he would provide for him. And he's saying to the Philippians, they too should understand that they, they need to be completely dependent on God for all the needs, whether they're in want or whether they have excess. It all comes from the hand of God to them. In verse 13 we read, I can do all things through him who gives me power. In this famous verse, Paul expresses the complete trust in Yeshua for his needs and also for his empowerment to do his work for ministry. Unlike many uses of this verse as, as somehow that, that, that I can do all things through Messiah who strengthens me, is something that someone can, you know, as we're looking at the, the, summer, the, the summer Olympics coming up, people will say, well, I can, you know, run the fastest 100 meters or I could throw, I could throw the longest javelin because, because Messiah strengthens me or I can win, win the, 
the basketball tournament or something. But this is far this is far more than just 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 needs that we have and, th and desires we have. But this empowerment that we're looking here is to do all things for for God for for the Messiah and for ministry. That that the empowerment here is not for 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 gain for ourselves, but for gain for the kingdom of God. That that our, the power here, I can do all things through Him who gives me power. Is that this empowerment is for for the works of ministry, for the works of doing good and modeling the Messiah. Paul's trust here is secure in that the power to do all things does not rest on him, but is found in the faithfulness of God made known to him in Messiah Yeshua. This is a point that Dr. Stern brought out in his his book on on uh, Messianic Judaism, the modern Messianic movement. That Paul's trust is secure that the power to do all things does not rest on him, but is found in the faithfulness of God, made known to him in the Messiah Yeshua. Paul knows that he is empowered to continue the work of making Messiah known because of the faithfulness of God. Because of the faithfulness of Messiah Yeshua, he knows that all the power he needs to continue his work, to continue making Messiah known, is from God alone, and God is the one who empowers him for the work of ministry, for the work of making Messiah known. From his own experience, Paul encouraged the, the Yeshua followers in Philippi to tap into divine power for their service to God and the Messian community. As Paul knew that in his work of making Messiah known was empowered by God, by the faithfulness of God to him, he, he, he impels, he compels the Philippians to understand that in their work of ministry, in their work of seeking to make Messiah known, in their work of being lights in a dark world, that they too can tap into the divine power that the Messiah gives through the power of God and through the work of the Spirit of God. That this empowerment to do all things comes from the faithful God and he as in his own life he knew that his empowerment to work for the Messiah was secure and came from God to him he calls the Philippians to understand that in their work of making Messiah known in Philippi and throughout Macedonia they could tap into that divine power tap into the power of, the, of God's Spirit to do those things do those works of making Messiah known. The, this empowerment of service is not a blanket promise of divine power for all aspects of life or all pursuits, but especially divine power for service to God and for making the Messiah known in the world. As I said earlier, this is not that, that we can we can tap into this power to, as I said, to run the fastest 100 meters or to win the the uh, basketball championship, but this empowerment is specifically for doing the work of God, doing the work of making Messiah known, doing the work of being being the workers for God in the world, for our work to uh, honor him in our service to God and the service to one another. 
Paul here assures the Philippians of divine empowerment for good works and the spread of the good news. This empowerment, this spirit empowerment that is guaranteed to them by the faithfulness of God is for the work work of the, of the good good works for the spread of the good news. This power empowerment was for them to do God's work in the world. And as they are faithful, they will continue to tap into, into this in this verse. You can kind of see an echo of what uh, the words of Messiah Yeshua, where he, he says that, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments, and I will give you the spirit to empower you to do more good works. So in essence, in essence, we, we have, as we do more for the kingdom of God, as we do more to honor God and to make the Messiah known, we are given more power from God to do that. So it's, it's a continuing process of, of honoring God's commandments, making Messiah known, and having this, the power of the Spirit to do even more. And rather than my uh, paraphrase, I'll actually read read uh, the translation of what what Messiah Yeshua said. This is, and this is from from Yochanan, the, the Gospel of John. If you love me, you will keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and He will give you another comforting Counselor like me, the Spirit of Truth, to be with you forever. The world cannot receive Him because it neither sees or knows Him. You know Him because He is staying with you. He will be united in you. Just as Yeshua promised the Holy Spirit to those who observed his command and walked in his example, Paul can confidently commend to the Philippians the assurance of the Holy Spirit empowerment as they serve God. Paul here is echoing the words of Messiah Yeshua, telling the people in Philippi that there's empowerment for them to do the work of the kingdom, do the works of making the Messiah known. And that power can be tapped into the power of the Spirit of God. And as we do good works, as we observe God's commandments, as we observe them in vote, as we make Messiah known in our lives and in our words, we are given that empowerment to do that work and to to make that the Messiah known in our world, empowered by the Ruach HaKodesh, powered by the Spirit of God. Verse 14 reads, Nevertheless, it was good for you to share in my trouble. Paul shares how the love he has for the Philippians is grounded in their faithfulness to him, especially in his own time of need. In addition to the financial gifts that he sent them, which, will, which he will mention in the upcoming verses, the Philippians also sent Epaphroditus to serve him in prison, and they supported him through prayer. In short, Paul is deeply grateful to the Philippians for their support. So not only did they, did they support him financially, and and, the, and that was one of the one of the Philippi, Philippi was really the only community that he actually accepted accepted financial support directly from. But he, he that in, in other communities he, he he came in and focused on on making his own way. But because of his love for the Philippians and, and for their understanding of what he was doing. He allowed them to find them to financially support him, and he also here we see that they sent Epaphroditus. They actually sent a member of their community to be with Paul in prison. So this built a, a 
a deep bond with him. And they and Paul says here that nevertheless it was good for you to share in my trouble. So by sending one of their community, they actually shared with him in his in his suffering, in his, in his work of making this high known, and in the suffering of prison, they sent one of their own community members, Epaphroditus, to be with him. And this continues to build the bond between both Philippians and Paul. In verse 15, we read, And you Philippians yourself know that in the early days of my, of my work, spreading the good news, when I left Macedonia, not a single congregation shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, only you. It's really interesting, he was sort of reading here, now, now near the end of his life, that the Paul's writing this letter, as I said, around 62 of the Common Era, just a few years before his execution. And, and speaking about him going to, to Macedonia, to Philippi, which was, which was maybe 10 or 12 years after he began his work of, of spreading the good news of the Messiah throughout Asia Minor. He speaks about his time in Macedonia, where Philippi was located in, in modern day Greece, as the beginning of his work of spreading the good news. And as I said, we're talking, as I spoke earlier throughout in the classes, talking about Paul coming to Philippi. Philippi was the first city that the good news was brought to by Paul that was in the, was in the European continent, which was at that time was the uttermost parts of the world, was the, the, the European continent specifically. They knew of Spain basically being the end of of the of the world to to the to the west from from Jerusalem so so Paul really sees that his entering into in to Macedonia entering into the European content truly was the entering into the uttermost parts of the world the Messiah Yeshua spoke about in his command to go to Jerusalem Judea Samaria and the uttermost parts of the world so Paul here is sharing with with the people in Philippi that in going to Macedonia, specifically going to, to Philippi, he really can understand that he was actually taking a part in the reaching of the uttermost parts of the world, that he had moved into the, into the last known, known, uh, known frontiers of the, of the world that they knew to the West, and that was the European continent. So Paul here shares with them about that he sees Yes, there's a deep affection for the Philippians for, and for the people of Philippi, because in going to Philippi, he was entering into the last stages of bringing the Messiah into the world of his time, entering the uttermost parts of the world, and entering into the European continent. Paul's mission to the Gentiles began in greater measure, as his work was in a mostly Gentile majority cities in in Macedonia, as he had moved moved away, as we see when in Acts 16, then when, as it was his custom, he would go to the synagogue first when he entered the city. But there wasn't there wasn't a a synagogue in Philippi. There were just a few women who were praying at the riverside. So Paul Paul in going to, into Macedonia, he really begins going into the majority majority uh, Gentile world in the world where there really wasn't as much of a Jewish populace and the message of the Messiah to the Gentile nations really began in force 
as he entered into, into the mostly Roman Roman world of the, of the West, and especially specifically here in Macedonia. So he really really considers this as the real beginning of that final leg of the of the good the Great Commission, reaching into the the the, the ends of the earth, which would, as I said, would have been the European continent at that time. Paul saw that his apostleship to the Gentiles have really started in force in Philippi, and he acknowledged his thankfulness to Philippians for launching his new work of bringing Jewish Messiah to the primary Gentile world. Paul saw that from Philippi, he really jumped into, into the, the outreach to the mostly Gentile world, to the, the making the, the, the good news of the Messiah the words of the Jewish Messiah known to the Gentile world. The Paul taught in 1 Corinthians 9, 6 through 14, that he and others involved in proclaiming the good news should get their income from those to whom they minister. Paul did not seek financial support from the congregations he started and guided as a shepherd. With the Philippians, he made an exception grounded in their love for him and his love for them. Paul was mindful to avoid a patron-client relationship with his donors, which would have hindered him from being independent to seek new opportunities for service. In verse 16 through 17 we read, Indeed in Thessalonica, when I needed it, you sent me aid twice. I'm not seeking the gift, rather I'm looking for what will increase the credit balance of your account. Paul communicates to the Philippians that the real importance of their giving to him is not solely for meeting his financial needs, but in their giving they were investing in his work, and by so doing bearing fruit in their, in their lives as a demonstration of their faithfulness and commitment to the Messiah. So being that the Philippian community did financially support Paul, and was and was one of the few few communities that, that, that he allowed to really the only one that we specifically know of but he 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 speaks to them about how that they're giving to him financially for his it was not just for his financial support but it was a sign of their faithfulness that he was saying I'm grateful for the financial support you provided for me and it did meet my financial needs it did meet my my physical needs that I, but the import was not that. It was not that I was receiving anything or I was gaining anything from it, but you were gaining from it by your support of my work. And this is an important thing to think about that our giving to support our congregations, our giving to support different different organizations is does benefit the organization and does does benefit our congregations. But the real value is that in giving, the giver shows their devotion to God, their devotion to the work that's done, and it shows the faithfulness of them. And, and Paul is, is telling the Philippians that they are showing their faithfulness to God. They're showing their love for God by their supporting his work, by supporting him financially and in prayer, and also by sending, sending Epaphroditus to be with him, that all of their acts of giving showed their faithfulness to God. And that was the true value of it.
And finally in verse 18, I have given, I have been more than paid in full. I have been filled since I received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent me. They are fragrant aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, one that pleases God well. Thanking the Philippians for their gifts, Paul here makes a biblical analogy from Leviticus 1 through 4, citing the fragrant aroma of the burnt offerings, which we read about in the Torah. By referring to the gifts of the Philippians as gifts offered to God, Paul is distancing himself from being in debt to the Philippians. And by calling their gifts a sacrifice to God, Paul can hold fast to his commitment to not preach the gospel for his own gain, as he shared in his letter to the Thessalonians, where we read, For you yourselves know how you must imitate us, that we were not idle when we were among you. We did, accept, we did not accept anyone's food without paying. On the contrary, we labored and toiled day and night, working to, not to be a burden to you in any way. It was not that we hadn't the right to be supported, but so that we could make ourselves an example to imitate. For even when we were with you, we give you this command. If someone will work, he should eat. Paul commends the Philippians for their lives of service to him and the Messiah Yeshua. He clarifies that their devotion has been assured to be an acceptable offering to God by their giving to Paul financially and by sending, sending Epaphroditus and their prayers for them. They are showing the maturity of their, of their faith, that they are growing to become more and more and more like the Messiah. And Paul commends them for that, commends them for their, their faithfulness to God they're showing by their giving. Paul here uses language from the Torah to show that their giving to him was a sacrificial offering to God. Their willingness to give to Paul proved that they had learned well and were now imitating Yeshua in their daily lives. In much the same way as the later rabbinic teaching was substitute prayer and its vote for the temple sacrifice, Paul here imputes sacrificial status to the work of the Philippians on his behalf. As as the, the, the Jewish tradition has, 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 has in the post-temple era seen prayer and the doing of mitzvot as akin to the sacrificial as, as akin to the sacrifices, the, the offerings of our lips, Paul here is saying that the giving of the Philippians to him, both financially and through the sending of Epaphroditus, was like a sacrificial offering and was as the holy offerings were given in, in the temple, Paul says that their acts of, of service, their acts of giving were like that, were like a sacrificial offering to God, and that they were, were holy acts of service and, and acts that showed their maturity and their faith that they had taken hold of what it meant to be Talmudim of Yeshua and becoming more and more and more like the Messiah. And Paul commends them for that. Not, and Paul makes clear that the import is their act of giving, and not and not that it was actually Paul was receiving anything from them, but they, but he was receiving from them out of their love for God. That their act of giving to him was an act of service to God. So Paul here in this section, as he's as he's now moving to the conclusion of the letter to Philippi. 
is really sharing how deep his love is for the Philippians and how it is it is based in their giving to him that shows their maturity and faith that they had really taken on what Paul had taught them and were really demonstrating their love for God by their giving to him, by their by their financial and prayerful and giving of, of Epaphroditus to him. They were showing their their spiritual maturity and Paul commends them for that and because of that shares a deep love for them. So that will conclude our, our time today. Well, tomorrow we will actually conclude this study on the book of Philippians with verses 19 to 23. And uh, we'll have a little wrap up of the what we've, we've seen so far in the book of Philippians. And uh, I appreciate everyone who watched today. You know, unfortunately, I said we had some technical issues that we were only able to to stream live to uh, Instagram live, but we'll actually be posting this to uh, to Facebook, YouTube, and uh, inst and uh, LinkedIn later today. So thank you for watching the Letter to Philippi live broadcast. My name is Sean Imsley. I've been your teacher, and I'm the founder of Letter to Philippi, a new Messianic Jewish theological organization. And uh, you can find out information about us at lettertophilippi.org. There you can ask, you can fill out our contact form, ask any questions. You can purchase my uh, Messianic commentary on Philippians on our resources page. You can leave a prayer request. I want to be praying for you. Paul stresses the importance of bringing everything to God in prayer. For those who would like to make a, a contribution to our work, you can go to our giving page. We appreciate any gifts you can give to keep this work going. And uh, if you have any other questions you have for us, you can go to, to letterphilippi.org if you want to, to find out anything more. And we will be concluding our time today. Thank you for watching. This is Letter Philippi Live, coming to you Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 p.m. Jerusalem Time. And... Uh, Hopefully we'll get the the uh, the technical glitches out of the way for tomorrow for the conclusion of the time together, looking at this time through the letter to Philippi. So thank you for watching and have a good day. Shalom.